You are listening to the Life After Infidelity podcast, a podcast designed to help women who have been cheated on heal from anger, shame, sadness, and confusion so they can heal, reclaim their power, and live the life of their dreams. You will leave each episode with a heart of comfort, knowing you are not alone in your struggle and empowered to make informed decisions about your relationships moving forward. Because whether you choose to leave or stay after infidelity, both decisions will be hard, and I'm here to help you navigate your heart. All righty, beautiful people. Welcome back to another episode of Life After Infidelity. Um, again, I am your host, Brianna Latrice, and I am so excited for the guest that we have today. But I just want to say, I hope that you guys are having an amazing new year. Um, it's been really great for me. I'm super excited. And I just want to know, let you all know too, like um, I come as one, but I stand as many sharing their stories of infidelity. And so today I am excited about the special guest that we have on the call today. Uh, and she's an award winning y'all. I was going to call it like Miss Social Dallas, y'all. And so I know Girl. I'm not going to do it justice, but Miss Cookie Brown, please introduce yourself to the people. Hey, y'all. I'm Cookie. I'm the host of the Dirty Bag Podcast. And yes, I am the 2023 Best of Black Dallas winner for a best podcast, but you know, Yes, ma'am. It only matters because the people said it. It ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm just here to serve and entertain and and unpack. That's it. (laughs) So, yes, we celebrate the highs, unpack the lows, and sort through the in-betweens of life. And I'm grateful to be here, girl. Thank you. Yes. I'm so excited to get on this call. You know, um, I had the opportunity to grace your stage. uh, What was that, like a couple of months ago? I did that. Yeah. It was fun. It was so much fun. It was. I didn't know you. I I wasn't expecting all that. I didn't know what was going to happen. I said, oh, oh, you've been through some shit. Okay. (laughs) Got it. You survivor for real, for real. Yes. That was a hell of a story. So you thought I was playing, huh? <laughs> I never knew you get cheated on. I didn't know levels. Like I didn't know we was finna. You know, you had a whole. You lived a whole life and a half. I didn't know all that. That was. Mm, you've been yeah. through. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the struggle was real, man. I'm, I'm trying to tell you, and you know, I always find it like so amazing how um, when I share my story that other people come back and, you know, they also share their experiences and say, hey, I've had an experience like that as well. And so that's why I love saying, like, I come as one, but I stand as many because so many of us have had that story and that experience. And so um, you're here now. And so um, I just want to say, let's get started because the rumor is I heard that you too, as fine as you are, have been cheated on. I'm a, I'm what you call a situationshippreneur. <laughs> no, ooh, I love that. that. That's what I am. That, that's what okay. I've learned. I think the, the craziest so thing what that is happened a situationshippreneur? Because everybody don't know that. <laughs> that. That's somebody that ends up, and it's not a consistent problem, but when I do get involved with somebody, it's the highest level of foolery possible. And it makes no damn mm. sense because at the end, that really wasn't yours. 
<laughs> so I think a lot of us are situation ship uh, situation shippreneurs. I think a lot of us are. But um, mm -hmm. I think one of the craziest things that happened to me was a few years back. I, and I, I never found out things till later. Okay. But I learned I went to a couples therapy with somebody a week before his wedding. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? Run that back. What'd you say? I went to couples went therapy to couple. with somebody. And the couples therapy wasn't even to continue dealing with him. That was for me to have an amicable split for us to at least go our separate ways as friends. I was done. But at that time, I was like heavy in the therapy. So, you know, I, I would take a tree to therapy. You know, if the leaves yeah. didn't fall the right way, I would take a dog to therapy if it barks. I mean, everything was therapy to me, but it was just like, I'm done with this. But you keep putting your, you keep coming in my face, you know, pushing this. So let's just have a conversation with somebody about, no, I'm done. But I didn't learn until yeah. like six months later. So he tried to spin the block and somebody tagged him and his wife, a mutual friend of ours. Well, I wouldn't even call her a friend, a mutual associate. And she tagged uh -huh. him and the wife on Facebook and I saw it and saw the last name change. And I didn't say Are anything. You serious? Oh, yeah, it was it was crazy. But to sum it up, it was a girl that I'd seen years back that I suspected that he was with before we started dealing with each other in that way. Seriously, he denied mm -hmm. it, whatever. But mm -hmm. I, um, he reached back out and by then I kind of start being nosy. So I just played dumb. I was like, you know, you, uh -huh. you, you coming back in my life, sir. What is your relationship status? Uh huh. And hell unleashed on my door that I was not ready for. I was gaslit the whole night. And as he's as he's doing what he's doing and talking in circles, I just started going back on Facebook, went on the page, and I just, you know, discovered quite a few things, like the date of the wedding. That's how I knew because the timestamp on their wedding photo. So, so he DM told you when you asked him, he told you he wasn't married. He 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 joked it off like relationship. You know, like relationship. You know how dudes get when they get caught in the lie, like. Girl, what you mean? Like you funny. And it was kind of it went from you funny to, you know, I'm engaged. And I'm like, okay, cool. Why are you bothering me? To you. And I'm like, okay, Hi. so he, it turned into a game. And it got to a point where okay. you could see I was being serious. And I'm like, you got, I'm gonna ask you this one more time. Mm -hmm. It went to, you know, would it change how you felt? I'm like, dude, what what bruh, what's your relationship status? So it took about 45 minutes for him to finally say. I'm married. I'm married with kids. Now what? Which well, he has kids, but she has kids too. And I very calmly mm -hmm. said, you know, I knew. I just wanted to see how long it was going to take you to tell the truth. And he was like, what do you mean? He, he tried to play flip it. Like, are you drunk right now? Are you? By then I'd already DM'd her and she yes. asked for my phone number and she called me while she was sitting across from him. So they were at dinner as he was texting me trying to, and she knew who Girl, I was. Shut up. She knew who I was. She mentioned my daughter. It, she, I knew nothing about her outside of seeing a photo on, you know, Facebook years ago when he and I were friends. Okay. And because see, that's what I was gonna ask you too. Because you know, some women will be like, um, if the other person is considered the other woman, they'll be like, You had to know that he was in a relationship and all of that stuff. So you saying you didn't even have no, we weren't even Facebook friends anymore. Thing is, he had just came off the block list. Let me just say this, ladies. When y'all block somebody, you blocked him for a reason. Yay. Unblock. I was bored one day and was like blocking a whole bunch of bots on Instagram. And I just happened to look through my block list. He'd been blocked for like two years. Woo. And that, said, that boredom, that boredom will mess you up. Being bored. Man, <laughs> don't unblock. Un you unblock. When God said no, 
Yeah. You was minding your business and you let this energy come back in your life and wreak havoc. And it's really your fault because you knew why he was blocked. So I take yeah. responsibility for that. But he got me mm -hmm. at a vulnerable time and it just, he pushed it like it was serious. But okay. what blew me away about the situation is her saying specific moments. She was like, and I remember like it was your birthday and y'all went to Memphis and he was supposed to have been on a work trip. And I'm like, ma'am, that trip was like two what years time? ago. You so knew she about knew about trip? you the whole time. Yeah, she, yeah. But I didn't know they'd been together like seven years. So I mean, I, what I picked up on from talking to her is that she was somebody that he dealt with for a, a long time and he wasn't ready to quite commit, but he knew she wasn't going to go nowhere. And I think yeah. she really pressed him about a ring. Ooh. Because he was pressing me about packing up and moving and I wouldn't do it. Something was like, you moving real fast and we just got reconnected. So, right. it, yeah, it was having a conversation with her and she's like, he right across from me. And I sent her screenshots, but I could tell she was in disbelief because she kept trying to break down and, you know, break apart the text I sent her. I'm like, girl, you see the text. It's April. Yeah. You see a text from him in February saying, I'm still in love with you. Girl, what you want me to do? But her first question to me was, why are you telling me this now? And that's when I knew like, okay. To she, you. Yeah, she said, the first thing she said when she called me is, why are you telling me this now? And I was uh, like, so girl, she found, I just found she out. Like she was somebody who didn't want to know. It feels like she was okay with the situation because he's a provider. So I'm like, okay, she probably gave up her job and everything. She's comfortable in this, yeah. in her foolery, uh -huh. as long as the world doesn't know. Because she knew too much yeah. about me and I knew really nothing. He never said her name to me. So, right. you know. So it was, yeah, it was wild. And it was so crazy. It happened when I moved on with my life. I'm like, I ain't talked to this man in seven months. Why is this coming up now? I'm I'm in a new city. I'm minding my business. <laughs> and it happened every time. You'll be doing so good. I was like, I've started a new, I've started this plot. And it happened right before I was scheduled to have one of my biggest guests at that time, which was Congresswoman Cori Bush. So imagine Ooh, I'm trying wow. to plan for this interview and my head is like, I can't believe this happened to me. Yeah. I can't believe this happened. So I'm, and luckily they pushed her call back, but even on her call, I'm trying to like focus on her, but I'm still sitting here like, you know, cause I never, I didn't, I didn't really confront him about it. After I talked to her, I just blocked this number and went on about my life. I never said another word to him. So, so, I mean, how was she, how, what was her approach? Like, I know she said she was asking you, why are you just now telling me this? But was she, did she kind of have an attitude with you or was she thankful that you were telling her? Like, what was, was her respectful. energy? It, her energy was more like, what he, and when this, she kept trying, she needed too many pieces of information for her to really believe it. So she was mm. like, was it this summer or this summer? I'm like, girl, you know what time it is. No, it's you told me you had stood next to him while his iPad was going off and you asked why I was called. Like she just, she didn't want to believe it. She was trying to find more evidence to poke holes in my story than to just accept mm -hmm. you knew about me before y'all walked down the aisle. Yeah. Yeah. He cheated on you, you know what I'm saying, with me before y'all walked down the aisle. So I can kind of put the, put, put the puzzle pieces together as to when that engagement happened. I was able to go back yeah. and be like, okay, this is when he got weird. This is Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so I looked at it more as like, I couldn't even call that a relationship. It was a crazy situation with somebody that should have stayed in the friend zone. So but y'all were in whole couples therapy together though. Like who initiated the couples therapy? 
I actually did. Well, he, when I, I was done and he was like, you know, steady pushing. And I'm like, I won't continue to deal with you in any capacity unless we go talk to somebody. Mm. So you already knew like the situation was toxic. I just wanted us to have a conversation with somebody just to, for us to go our separate ways in a healthy way where we can remain friends, which probably don't yeah. make a, it doesn't really make any sense to me now. Like, girl, just leave it. But we were friends first. Like we went to school together. So it just, mm. I was just trying to salvage what was before we yeah. ever touched on anything romantically. Cause at that time I was, you know, when you start going to therapy, you really be like, we're going to go talk to the lady, you know? Yeah. And the funny thing is when I revisited that particular therapist afterwards, she didn't even charge me for that session. She was just so taken aback. She said, this is on me. So the what session? Cause you, you had hit her up and told her you found out he was married. I needed to talk to somebody. And even she uh -huh. was like, I got, a whole, I got a whole intake form on this man. <laughs> like she got all this information, but she was like, you know, if you look back at the conversation, he was really defensive. He ended the call and kind of got off when we started asking tough questions. So you knew back then. I'm like, yeah, I knew back then something, you know, that it wasn't going to work. I didn't know it was just flat out trifling. You know, I didn't mm -hmm. know. So... Mm -hmm. That was probably the craziest thing that ever happened, but it, it but it was one of those like, girl, you brought this <laughs> on yourself, sis. You, you really brought this on yourself. The wow. red flags were flagging. You should have just, yeah. You know, in the whole therapy thing, while we're on therapy, because you already know, like as we go through therapy, we always talk about. Um, we start to learn about ourselves and our self-love and everything like that. And so I actually want to um, highlight an amazing company um, called the Self-Care Box. Um, did you know that consistent self-care is pivotal to healing from infidelity trauma? Yes, self-care is no longer optional after betrayal. Tell me if this sounds familiar, ladies. You are pouring all your energy into everyone else. You are suffering from betrayal trauma symptoms and are short-tempered and burnt out. Everything feels overwhelming and chaotic. You have no energy or time to shop and plan self-care into your daily life. That is how many women are struggling right now. This is where the Heartbreak Box, a monthly self-care subscription comes to help you. They ship luxury curated self-nourishing items and gifts to your door every month. There are three plans to choose from. In addition to the box, they also offer an exclusive member portal with supportive resources, insightful guides, and journal prompts. Uh, their premium subscription includes a monthly planner that's specifically tailored to help betrayal survivors reduce mental load, give encouragement, and create order and organization. So embrace the luxury and care you truly deserve with the Heartbreak Box. Secure your subscription before the 15th of the next coming month. Spaces are limited and yours is waiting. So visit theheartbreakbox.com today and grab your box. And you can also follow them on Instagram at theheartbreakbox. Um, I've been getting my boxes, y'all, for the past three months, and they have been amazing. So definitely go and check them out. But Miss Cookie, <laughs> back to this. Um, I want to ask you a question because yeah. you were talking about therapy and you were talking about um, you were wanting to at least salvage the friendship because you guys were at least friends prior to all of what y'all were going through. And so I'm just curious, yeah. like, do you think that it is possible after somebody has, you know, inflicted that much hurt on you to remain friends? No. No. 
it's intentional. Mm-hmm. I mean, other people might disagree. When you disrespect me in the worst ways possible, situations yeah. that are avoidable. And now I understand if I'm pulling on you, but if I'm not pulling on you, which I don't, my Gemini flares <laughs> up. I do get bored with Negroes anyways. So it's never about me holding on to you, but it's about you selling me a dream and me giving into it because I trust you with my heart. Yeah, I think when you, I think that maybe years down the road you can, but there has to be a period of separation. Because a lot of times mm-hmm. people come back in under the guise of friendship, but really you know somebody's still vulnerable and you know that door Ooh. is still open. It leaves yeah. open an opportunity for manipulation. So I think you need yeah. time. When I say time, I want to say at least a year or so. Mm-hmm. I think you really have to just completely get that person out of your life and yeah. start your healing process and really truly move on and once everybody's in a happier place maybe but i just believe when somebody disrespects you at that level you need to just move on with your life you can find more friends Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you can find some damn friends (laughs) right exactly yeah trauma loving asses i think it's i think it's a part of us that like wants to be you still want to be chose like dang like i need still you to be chose. yeah pick me some way we still are pick me's in that mm. way like i want you to just still see me like i i'm not gonna stop till you validate me like i just mm-hmm. it's dangerous it's very mm. dangerous and i just want to say like if you are one of my clients i need you to go back and rewind this last two to three minutes of gems that cookie just dropped because Man, you just spoke so much life into people. And that's really why I wanted to ask you that question because some people do think like, oh, well, we can still be friends. No, you can't. No, you cannot. Like not in this moment. And I love what you said. And the reason why you need time is because if you're still vulnerable, that leaves space for that manipulation. Like that's that's going to save some people some time, Cookie, for real, for real. <laughs> the block is even a thing. Like, it is because people are not healed and you still want that person. No matter how bad they did you, like, you think about the good times. You you romanticize your experience instead of calling a thing a thing. This mofo was trash. Mm-hmm. You probably got love bombed or you were just dealing with self-esteem issues. Because I can look at a lot of different moments in my life where I was either vulnerable or I was just in a really dark place. I needed something to fill a void. Yeah. And that's how I ended up in them situations. The healthier version of me, like now, it's been two years. Ain't nobody touched this cat. I've been locked down. <laughs> I've been locked down. Nobody has touched me. I don't have a desire to be touched. And, it's be- and wow. a lot of it is really focused right now. And I don't want somebody mm-hmm. coming in messing up what I'm trying to build. I don't want to be distracted. Mm-hmm. I just don't. And I don't have a desire to play. I've played a lot. Ooh. Yeah. My first summer in Dallas, baby, I was on the monkey bars, the slide, the swing set. Honey, I was out there. I was I was I was on the jungle gym. Okay. I was but you know what? okay. I feel like that's okay. And, and the reason why I say that too, because I remember I I I'm gonna say I recently just came off of that and I was I was you in that space, right? Using the monkey bar. <laughs> I, mean, I don't really know what that means, but what I'm saying is like I was out there on the streets. You rode that ride. You was on a roller coaster. You rode the ride. You climbed the, <laughs> you, you climbed the little mountain. Okay. I was in the streets, but like you said now, it's like, you know, I I don't want to play. And I guess, you know, I wasn't even thinking about asking you this, but I can't what do see you, you think about? Streets. You say what? I can't see you in the streets. I know. 
I know. I just don't and see I, it. You just don't look like you're a professional outside. I don't see it. <laughs> so, I am hmm. not outside. Like, well, okay, yeah. But just know, like, I've had my time, my share. <laughs> okay. Okay. But, and you know, the only reason why, like, I don't mind, and I love, I love your vulnerability, um, is because I think so many women try to mask themselves and it never allows for any of us to, to heal by not like sharing our true experiences. You know what I'm saying? Of like, you know, Hey, I had this season and I had this space, but I love how you said too, you also are now able to acknowledge and, 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 and state it without shame or anything of like, when I was going through this season, you know, I was looking for this and, and, you know, in certain things in that space. And, I love what you say because we were talking about this last week, um, just about the power of being alone, you know? Um, and like you said, it's like now that you come through this space of like knowing, like, I don't know, kind of talk about that because you talked about just having this season of solitude and you're able to focus without distractions and you're able to, um, even work on areas of improvement for yourself and, and, and all of that stuff. I had the best creative year of my life. Not that I've been a creative for a long, long time, but mm -hmm. when you cut out the distractions, you have to focus on yourself. The more you focus on your purpose, and that's what I feel like I've been doing, the, the yeah. higher your standards are for what you entertain. Ooh, yeah. Okay. So I know that I'm trying to build this thing. I know that the wrong person coming in can jack me up mentally, emotionally, and it'll knock me off my square. I'll be rebuilding myself while trying to serve an audience. The two don't go together. Mm. I feel like my first season was good because I, I you know, I was motivated by some of the pain I went through. Like, I, you know, the podcast really was also a distraction for me. Okay. You feel me? Yeah. But it's, you know, kind of one of them things. I just... It was so quiet and the quieter it is, the less I don't feel like I want to jump into anything because mm -hmm. it has to be intentional. He has to be right. He has to be somebody that's prepared to come in and support me and be my biggest cheerleader. He has to mm -hmm. have plans for me. So mm -hmm. I feel like so many women and I think and social media plays a huge role because everything is about yep. relationships. All the content is relationships. So you know, who mm -hmm. controls the media controls the mind. So when you see everything about relationships, that's what you're going to focus on. So many folks yeah. argue 50 and all of that. And it's like, girl, did you even journal today? Did you set your intentions <laughs> for the year? Why is we talking about who paying bills and you ain't been on a date? You ain't been on a date in years. So why are you arguing who's going to pay your bills when you can't even get nobody to take you to Sonic? What are we doing? Like, it's just, it, it, I think it's just absolutely crazy to me. So, yeah. and I'm talking to myself too. I realized that I had a lack of focus. When I do involve myself with somebody, I notice that I lose myself. You feel me? Yeah. When I know that I'm my least productive when I'm dealing with somebody's son. Mm -hmm. I know you can have it all, but I don't feel like you're going to have it all until you get your priorities in order and do things that are fulfilling to you outside of a hook. Outside yeah. of getting your kidneys flip, you know, <laughs> so y'all just love this. Find you something that you're passionate about and give your all to that and see yeah. if you allow somebody to come distract you. If you really talk about, if you really about this thing, you won't. You mm -hmm. won't. So I'm yeah. just, I'm, 
I'm just I'm just saying. But yeah, just it's been a very dry and I've had my moments and you have to be OK with knowing what triggers you. I think a lot of folks engage all this relationship content and then saying things and they're triggered. So that's why they argue so much. If something mm. is triggering a place that you're trying to heal yeah. from, turn it off. At one point, I didn't like looking at um, engagement announcements. It was a very small season. Don't try to drag me, y'all. You ain't got one on me. But at one point, I was like, oh, I can't engage this kind of content. I'm feeling a type of way right now. That was early on when I was trying to heal from what happened to me. And that somebody yeah. had made promises to me that they were really giving to somebody else. They was just, to me, seeing mm. who was going to say yeah first. Yeah. What did you do? Like, did you kind of avoid that type of content? Like, how did you Wait, navigate? Hold on. Hold on. Who the hell? Oh, okay. Go ahead. So, yeah, I agree, Cookie, because um, like you were talking about having those seasons of just a long time, how important that is. And I knew what I was asking you, too, was like, how did you navigate the engagements? Because you were talking about like you know, a season where, you know, that was a trigger for you. So did you just kind of block that content or what did that look like for you? You know what? It wasn't healthy. I'm going to be honest. When I first started seeing it and knowing that the feelings were still raw, I drank a lot. Mm. I definitely did. I was like, I'm yeah. in my feelings right now. Let me, you know, which doesn't help because, you know, um, alcohol is a depressant anyways. So mm. it, it didn't help. But I think it just got to it. But at that time, what's cool was I was starting to build community in Dallas. Okay. So I was, I started getting out more. And you had also just moved there. too, right? So you were like also this in a new all happened. Yeah, this all happened like in my first seven months in Dallas. So my first, I would say my first seven, eight months in Dallas, whoo. But we hit that, about the eight month mark was like, I, I, I came here to do something. Let me do it. Because this man is not about to destroy what I'm trying to build. But then I went right into that behavior that was just not good. Like I was going on mm -hmm. all these pointless dates. And I can remember one where I was just thirsty. I brought that Negro some tacos. <laughs> He was broke. His kitchen was bare. He didn't have no food. Um, yeah, but he, he but he he physically gave me what I needed. Let me just say that. But I love that because th so now it makes sense what you were saying in your story of like when you were first in Dallas, how you was just out there in a sense, because like you said, it was almost like in a way you were kind of, I don't know, like what I'm thinking is like self-medicating in a sense or I was trying to trying get, to, I was trying to get somebody get else to self-validate you. Yes. I had started going to the gym heavy. Like I gained my little welcome to Texas weight, but when that, you know, I was already kind of in the gym, but when that happened, I turned it up. So I was going okay. to the gym and going and I was going to the gym and I was outside. I did what mm. I had to do to get through it. Hmm. Let's just say that I, I did what yeah. I had to do to get through it. But I hit a wall. I mean, at one point it was just like, sit down, sit down, cookie. You know, nothing, nothing's working and you still feeling empty. You got to deal with yourself. You just going to need a season, yeah. you know, to, to stop. Yeah. And I had and to what, just really what exactly see. was that? Was there like a particular moment where you were like, man, Wait a hold up. This right. little girl, no, Nevada, yeah. go in the room. Go. Yeah, I think you had one of the moments where you just like, girl, sit down. And I think yeah. it was after I went on. I, oh, shoot. Okay. 
It was mm-hmm. one of them. I know what it was. I went on a date with this dude, and this he was a freaky little character. I met him in one of like these little social Facebook groups, and he uh-huh. just you ever have an experience where the next morning you like, girl, what the hell did you do? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Baby, first off, and I mean, we was good, but I still want to go to the clinic. I don't care. Like, I just, something about your energy afterwards, it was, and then I saw in the group, the boy was like a little bootleg, wannabe, all these version porn star. I said, oh, no. No. That's why you was doing all them tricks. Yeah. <laughs> you trying to audition me? <laughs> was this an audition? <laughs> That's why you were so nasty. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Oh no. <laughs> so how'd you find what out you... who's a mini porn star? We were in a group. I think there was some, you know, you be in them Facebook groups of singles. Somebody had to argue in one day, and one of the girls was like, I saw your little tape, and it wasn't all that anyways. That he was kind of bragging about. It. And I said, Oh no. What got me is he didn't know what city his daughter lived in. Yeah. I asked him about, you know, he had a daughter and I'm like, okay, where is she, you know, where is she right now? And when he got the backtracking and saying that he forgot what city she lived in. So a combination of him being this little bootleg, apparently wannabe porn star and not knowing what city his child was in. I said, no, I blocked him. I definitely did. That was my, okay, girl. Okay. (laughs) What you Mm -hmm. doing ain't working. (laughs) I understand you're trying to have fun, but this is disgusting. We're going to go ahead and sit yeah. down. Oh. Yeah. We're going to sit down. Mm-hmm. I it like that, though, because that's important. Like, I think we all had that, okay, I need to sit down. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you start to tell yourself, like, all right, Brie, this, you doing way too much. And I remember yeah. having that talk with my cousin. I was like, yeah, I should probably sit down because I'm doing a lot. And she was like, I mean, I didn't want to tell you that, but you do. And and like you said, too, it's like when you really start to sit down, you're able to kind of acknowledge like, all right, you're running from some stuff and you need to you need to deal with it. You oh, know, Olympic sprinter, Olympic sprinter. Absolutely. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, I had fun. So, I mean, you know, so I mean, I enjoyed my first summer here. Let me just mm-hmm. say that. But mm-hmm. you have to have a come to Jesus meeting with yourself like maybe this ain't working. Yeah. Yeah. Saying you, you, uh, you, 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 you are your, your property value is dropping. Mm. <laughs> Let's just not do this. So I shut it down. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, let me just focus on my focus. And it's, it's really been good. Like I haven't been one of those, like, oh my God, the walls are closing in food. Don't taste the same. Like I ain't had that. <laughs> And I think the more I see these other, these relationship podcasts and these dudes talking crazy, it just, it keeps her in a state of, of dehydration. It's very dry down Mm. there. I don't have a desire right now. So I think it's saving me. I think the foolery out here is saving me. So in a sense, yeah, y'all keep talking dumb. Keep, keep saying stupid shit. I actually don't mind it. You're like, it's helping you. Uh, It's it's helping you. I don't. But you know, something you said. I'm curious why do why do we do this? Because women do this, like where when we're with men or when we're in a relationship, most of our time is devoted to them. Or, you know, we give a lot of our attention to them. And I don't know, like, why do you think we do that as women? 
I think the irony of it is these conversations about like y'all ain't traditional no more. Y'all ain't like the way I grew up. When we get with one of you little ashy mofos, we give you every bit of us. We do. We all do. And now we might nah, now whether or not it's toxic or not. Eh, mm -hmm. There's a conversation there, but we literally give so much. We drop everything. Half the time we drop our friends. Yep. We forget we had goals for ourselves. We stopped taking care of ourselves because we eating all the damn time with you and laying up with you. But we just there's there's a pick me inside all of us. Mm. There's a pick me inside all of us. Mm -hmm. And we just, but it depends on who you are too. Like if you didn't have that love in your life, if you didn't have a father that, which I, I lost all of my guardians and everybody that raised me early in life mm. before I fully stepped into womanhood. So I didn't have anybody that I could call and really talk to. Like, this is what's going on with me right now. Cause everybody gone. Yeah. So that makes it harder. But some of us just really want to be loved. And as, as tough as we are on social media and all of that, there is something missing. And somebody coming in your life, making you feel like you're the best thing since sliced bread, even if he really ain't, it, it's the illusion. We hold mm -hmm. on to it. That's what everybody mm -hmm. wants their happy ending. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. now we're realizing once you deal with them situations and realize shit ain't sweet, you got to redefine what a happy ending looks like for you. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it ain't a man. Sometimes it's purpose. And if it just so happens a man comes along that fits everything, that is a bonus. But for, for many of us, I know for me, that is not the goal. That is not the focus anymore. Yeah. I ain't got nothing else in me. I'm just, I, I, end up, I, I go through some mess again, honey. I might go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, okay. I don't even think you would go to jail because I think that now we're at a point to where our tolerance is low. And when we pick up on it, we're like, okay, exit stage left versus you know what i'm saying like allowing to, them to, to to continue to toy with us or i know for me like if i feel like you ain't being straight up it's like okay well thank you <laughs> yeah i mean yeah that's real i just for me if i were to let my guard down it's up but it's but also i'm just not interested and i hate that for me but i feel like at this point the next person got to be somebody that is really meant to mm -hmm. be because I just I, I ain't got it because I ain't got it uh, <laughs> now now some little old millionaire that's close to life support want to come along and spoil me and fill my lifestyle that I'm gonna be upset about that's a different ball game I'm right not here to play with you <laughs> I will play with him I will play with him. <laughs> but oh anybody I wish more women would spend less time focused again, but content drives so much. Like where the culture is drives so yeah. much. Yeah. And, and then one, cause at one point we were like, let's protect our black men and going through so much out here, police brutality. That's where we were like four years ago. Now mm -hmm. we had each other's throats. So yeah. it just. But even I now, like, I feel like sometimes the conversation has been, especially for black women, we're always like vouching for and rooting for black men but we don't get that same support you know uh from them in a sense not even close and i think that that's another part of breaking your own heart it's like i feel like black women save black women sometimes mm. i feel like we all we got so i feel like when you pour into the women around you and you strengthen your sisters and you're honest with them when they are being trifling and not their best selves mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like what did yeah. Cat Williams just say? You know your your allegiance. 
<laughs> your, unused, your unnatural allegiance to losers is unlike you. We got to start saying that to our sisters. Your losers <laughs> is unlike you. And be honest mm -hmm. and quit, you know. Mm -hmm. Don't root for my foolery. You see me in this. Let's yeah. pull me out, girl. Yeah. Challenge me. Mm-hmm. And you know, yeah. man, you've been saying, you were just, look, this is like a whole coaching call for some women, I, I feel, because it's like, if you got that pick me spirit, you're going to allow yourself to stay in something longer than you should. But then also, if you are constantly, you know, engulfing yourself in all of this social media content, then you're going to feel like you almost have to be that pick me girl, or you have to lower your standards and lower what you desire out of a relationship. Because what you're hearing for the most part is like, you're not valued at a certain caliber as, you know what I'm saying? Like other people or like your time is limited and, you know, and all of this. And I just love how you're just putting it full circle and just saying like, now you are the prize and then just continue to work on yourself as the prize. And then when somebody does kind of like point you out in the crowd, you can decide how far that goes. But to me, none of that comes without that self-evaluation and that self-love for yourself. Yeah. And the thing is, we be like selling for folks who don't even like. If you look back at a lot of these situations, you didn't even like him. Like for me, I can definitely look back. No, I can honestly look back and be like, they were not your type. Yeah. They just picked you in that moment. In your mind, like if you're walking down the street and saw this person, that is not your pick. He was mm. just persuasive enough. He, you know what I'm saying? He chased you enough. But that's another thing. Stop selling for folks you don't even like. You're not even attracted to. Because then yeah. that makes it 10 times worse. I'm going to tell you how many times I look back like, this is crazy. I was bamboozled, hoodwinked. Mad at <laughs> That boy looked like my big toe. Like, what are we talking about? You look like a bulldog. You, you, you wasn't even... <laughs> You wasn't even it, cause that's what makes it worse for me is that this was just yeah. not even it. It wasn't even it. Mm -hmm. How did you let this happen? And it wasn't even it. That's embarrassing. Yeah, it do be embarrassing. You know what? One thing I had to tell myself was like, okay, if I'm ashamed to bring you in front of my family, why am I fooling with you? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I've had those situations where I'm like, I wouldn't even <sighs> want to bring you in front of my family. So what am I doing here, Brianna? <laughs> What are we really doing here? Oh my God. So embarrassing. Yeah. It's so embarrassing. But yeah, that's me too. Like I I, I just I've not been disappointed by somebody I really wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we you know, I want to ask you this. That. I want to ask you, um, so you came to the conclusion, like, okay, man, you need to get it together. And, you know, you do seem like you're in a really great space where you're oh, you're content with the season that you're in and you're flourishing yeah. in that season. Um, but kind of like, what did that look like for you as you were choosing to heal yourself and overcome that experience with um, the guy you were telling us about earlier? It doesn't just go away. What I learned mm -hmm. is one band, one sound. So you really got to separate yourself from folks connected to them as well. Like we got a whole lot of mutuals and I'm sitting here like occasionally a mutual will post something and I will see him under the comment. And I'm like, no, hold on. Yeah. Y'all still speak. So it's really like creating a space to like separate yourself from everybody connected to that trauma. And also 
to be honest with you, I've, I haven't really been put in a situation to have the theory tested either, though. So I got to be honest about that. Like, I ain't, no, nothing of any interest has pushed me enough to test it. So, I mean, I don't know if I could fold if the right person came along. Well, I'm I mean, gonna... just as far as like being in this space right now where you're, okay. you're in you know this space, I'm, I'm so mm -hmm. tapped. I, I keep myself so damn busy. <laughs> I don't be having time to think about it. So again, it's like, we can't really call it healed. You're just busy and you ain't been triggered yet. So let's see. So I'm still mm. in a place like, I don't know if I'm 100% there, but I know I'm okay. focused enough and getting enough things done and putting myself in a position not to entertain things that I know good and damn well are not for me. Like the, the more, the busier I am, the less likely it is to happen. But yeah. I remind myself like, do you want to feel that way again? Because after that happened, I ain't going to lie. I think I cried every day for a minute. Yeah. And I didn't cry because I was heartbroken. That ain't what it was. I was beyond seeing that person in that way. It was the fact that I had been dis disrespected and manipulated so bad. Mm -hmm. And there's this mm -hmm. woman that I do not even know mm -hmm. that knows my business. And a picture has been painted with people who I've been connected to and that I've known for years. Cause this whole circle, like we all know each other. And I'm like, okay, I'm the villain in this story. No matter how jacked up this is, I look like the yeah. villain and I have to accept the fact that that's my role in the story to them. Mm. For a long time, I really had these, them intrusive thoughts, boy. I'm like, I just need to run into his friends and tell my side of the story. Like for a long time, I really wanted to just tell my side of the story to clear my name. Mm-hmm. So people wouldn't see me in a certain light, but it's like, sometimes you just going to be the villain. Yeah. That's your chapter in this book to these people. What matters is the people mm -hmm. around you that know your character and know who you are and know that you would never intentionally engage in something like this. You would never want to be the reason to disrespect another black woman. Yeah. But that you can't do anything about that narrative that's been painted. And he, he did a good job of setting it up. Setting himself up yeah. for the alley. So it, it yeah. keeping busy, but also it's just, I revisit my journals. So I've journaled a lot. And sometimes I go back to some of them entries and I'm like, girl, this is just, this is so embarrassing. Mm -hmm. Like, listen to how you sounded. Listen to what was coming out of your mouth. Girl, no. Mm -hmm. Ain't no way in hell we're going back to that. <laughs> I'm embarrassed yeah. for me that I was even writing these things. So mm -hmm. I think that accountability of your thoughts. I think you definitely got to document these seasons for you to look back when you're thinking about going back into any place similar to that. Yeah. But it's just understanding that you can be alone. And that's never been a problem mm -hmm. for me. I'm just somebody that I go long periods of time being alone. Then when I do get involved in something, it's the most ridiculously foul. <laughs> it's the most unhinged shit. So I'm just mm -hmm. either super quiet or I made a big ass monumental mistake. That's how I did. No in between. <laughs> no in between. Jesus. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Yeah. Man. man, I'm telling you, like, for real though, I love your 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 candidness. I love just you, like you literally just done like half of my coaching session i actually was on the on the call with a client today and um that was where some of the things that we were talking about i love how you say too like just separate your connection to that trauma and that was one thing that she and i had been talking about about her um disconnecting from everybody that 
can possibly reel her back in to that situation. You know what I'm saying? And then also, you know, even you just talking about finding your purpose and, and being in solitude. And that's the thing, like, I think some people feel like, like you said too, like this is just this information era. And I say that to say this, like, um, I was hanging out with a group of friends a couple of weeks ago. And um, one of our friends was just talking about how this guy has ghosted her for the second time. And, mm. you know, she was given all of this. Like you can tell, like when we listen to all these podcasts, we can just state quotes, you know, and um, she gave this quote or whatever. And I could tell because I'm like, I'm, I'm doing this work long enough now with lots of women to where I can sift through the BS in a sense. And but one of the things I told her was like, stop trying to put on a facade that you're in a place that you're not. And I think that that's what frustrates me yeah. the most with especially women who have been cheated on is that they're always trying to say, Oh, I'm healed. Oh no, I'm over it. No, you not. And if you're not, that is okay too. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm just so excited and I'm loving your candidness and just sharing where you are um, and still being happy and content in where you are. Cause you'll crash if you don't. Yeah. You can wear a mask for a minute. But eventually mm -hmm, that yeah. shit's going to come tumbling down. So you better off just being honest about where you are. Because the more mm -hmm. you own things, it's a healing process. And then folks watching you, the more you admit it, like it, it releases their power. It takes You get your mm -hmm. power back also. Mm -hmm. Like there's power yeah. in saying, that was not my brightest light. That was not, <laughs> I was not in my, in my greatest moment. <laughs> I was not like yeah. in that season. I was not doing yeah. what was best for me. Like you have to be okay yeah. with, you got to say it out loud and admit it and own it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're going to hold for, and then heal. I mean, a healing is a journey. I still think about things that happened to me okay. years ago. So it ain't like one day you mm -hmm. just, I think it's over time, but lying to yourself, when you lie to yourself, you can't stop. You got to keep and up. You got to answer. Anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> lying to yourself. And thing is people can tell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know how it is. When we don't take care of ourselves, when we're in a relationship in a situation, the minute you out, you posting all these quotes, try, you trying to sell everybody else on the fact that you're okay. Don't you do it. <laughs> you trying to sell everybody. We all know. You want to know somebody that got their heart broken. All of a sudden, they they they, they pictures, they even stepped up the sexy and they starting to post a bunch of quotes. Yep. Yep. And it's all about <laughs> me and it's all about self-love and... <laughs> Still where were the few years ago? Right. Not saying that goes back to. It's not always the case. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. Yeah, it just we tell on ourselves. Because I'm like, that goes back to where we were just talking about earlier. Like, we give our all to men. And when you get into a relationship where you don't know your purpose and you don't know, you know what I'm saying, everything that you bring to the table, it's easier for you to just be like, okay, cool. I'm going to follow along with you. And I love this quote that I heard years ago. And I always tell my clients, like, moving forward, we're not looking for a man to, to complete us, but to compliment us. So if Absolutely. a man brings you flowers, thank you. That's a compliment to what I already do to myself. If a man compliments me every day, thank you. That's a compliment to what I already do to myself. You know what I'm saying? Like if a man validates me, thank you. That's a compliment to what I already do to myself. Like we're no longer 
attaching ourselves to men because of a void that we are seeking that we don't have and we haven't given to ourselves. Girl. Girl. <laughs> it's important. I think if more of us uh, caught that, we would stop talking about them all the damn time. You ain't got nothing else to talk about. Mm-hmm. Nothing. You got mm-hmm. nothing else going on. Okay. Nope. Got it. No, but yeah, no, that hit. But I mean, I think that we don't feel safe enough to be vulnerable about our pain either. Mm, it's not easy to tell another true. woman. You gotta trust in the sisterhood you have around you to say, "I'm hurting. I'm hurting. Yeah, this devastated me. This tore me down. Because mm-hmm. you don't know if they're gonna use it against you later, or if they have any attachment, or you, you just—it's it, all around. You scared of relying on sisterhood. You scared of being alone. You, yeah. It's so much. It is. And I want to say to friends, if somebody does come to you and they're vulnerable, don't judge. Like, don't pass judgment because you never will not. You don't know what people are going through. You don't know how much it took them to even come to you and say that. And so I would just say, like, if somebody is coming to you and being vulnerable, be that safe space for them. Um, that's exactly why I have created life after infidelity. And that's why I love using the tagline of removing your shame to leave or stay because both decisions are hard. And I am not here to pass judgment on a woman if they choose to leave or stay. Now, there are things that you need to look for on if you choose to leave or stay. But definitely, if somebody is coming to you, just don't pass that judgment. Seriously. I judge. Hold on. Here I go. Contradicting myself. Okay. <laughs> I'm because I'm that girl that I, I will run down on him for you. I didn't got up in some dude. Okay, you want them riders? Yeah. <laughs> you you put me on the back burner for it, dude. I know he ain't right. I didn't sense it. I didn't say something. You put me on the back burner. You 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 try to dog me out in front of him. You know what I'm saying you been trying to get all cute, and now he plays you like yeah. I knew you would. You ain't gonna have me on the phone every day, sis. Mm. I take a lot of my L's in silence. Now, that particular L, I, I definitely had to talk to some friends about that. But yeah. after a while, I shut up. I, okay. I only went so far. I was just like, yo, I'm just letting you know I'm really struggling moving beyond the situation. So I didn't want to talk about him all the time. It was just where I was and that I was struggling to get out of that space of disappointment. Okay. And I just, But after a while, it was like, girl, shut up. Because first of all, they might throw this in your face later and you... You're going to have to figure out how to deal with this. You allow this to happen. But I never thought it would get to a day where I would wake up and not like just feel devastated about it. So it took me a long time to get to this place. I don't take being embarrassed very easily. Mm -hmm. It's just not part of my makeup. I don't I don't let nobody embarrass me. And I think Mm -hmm. that when I feel like somebody got one over on me as a Gemini that did not strike back. (laughs) That's the thing. I never got my I never got revenge. Mm -hmm. I never got Mm -hmm. revenge for the Mm -hmm. situation. Like mm-hmm. I talked to an old girl, but I never, I didn't do my big one. That's what bothered me. So it's also letting go of the idea of you needing mm-hmm. vengeance. Because I wanted to do some stuff. I did. I'm a road trip girl. I drive to any state. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I Yeah, I'm like, I didn't do my big one on that one. I didn't. So it's me feeling like I let somebody get one over on me and I didn't make an example out of them. That took some time mm. to get there. Yeah. 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 But like you said, learning th- there there's wisdom in that too. There's wisdom in letting go. Um and knowing that, you know what I'm saying, what you whatever vengeance you wanted to do, 
God can do it better than whatever we can do. And I love that. Um, yeah, you know, just letting it go. <laughs> it's God, so, man, this has been amazing. God be a big one on him. But, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you like fasting, God. Please, please. <laughs> Just stand out. <laughs> Man. Well, Cookie, this has been amazing. I am so excited to um, have you on the show to really disgrace the stage. You know, I was like, she probably won't even never want to come on the show, but I'm excited. Like once I came to your show and then we were talking and you were like, Oh girl, you have me on. So I'm so excited that we did this because like, this has been one of the most insightful episodes that I've done. Um, I know that a lot of women are going to glean from your wisdom, from your vulnerability, from your openness. And um, that is really what this podcast is all about. And I'm interested, you know, even share with the viewers, like what is the dirty bag and what made you create that space? The, it changed over time. That is, Originally, I really just wanted a space for activists to, to tell their truth, actually. The concept okay. came like as I was moving out of the activist space. But really, okay. it's just us. It's, it's the grown folk trenches. That's the best way to describe uh -huh. it. We go through yeah. things in our careers, our personal life. I just like to create a space where you can do it and be raw and take your mask off. Yeah. So again, we, we celebrate the highs, unpack the lows, sort through the in-betweens of life, however that comes. And it's just a place mm -hmm. to like, it's a kickback at the crib. Get your dirty mm -hmm. bag, which is your life's issues. It's just a metaphor. It's just your dirty bag is your life. Things you mm -hmm. need to unpack, separate, refocus on, throw away. It's figuring out what needs to stay, what needs to go for you to be your best self. But we got to talk through shit. We got to unpack yeah. it. The, your bag is going to always be dirty. It's going to continuously get filled as you experience different levels in life. So we got to clean it. We got to talk about it. And in a way where ain't nobody being judged around here because we all go through it. We all yeah. make mistakes. We all fall short. We're not our brightest mm -hmm. selves. And, and celebrate our wins because sometimes we forget those. Yeah. So I make sure I give my folks their flowers. Like, you here, but you did some great things too. So let's talk about it. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's all it is. It's grown folk trenches. It's go. It's grown folk trenches, y'all. Dirty bag podcast on all streaming platforms. <laughs> all righty. Well, yes, y'all. Make sure grown folks, folks trenches. Make sure you go follow Cookie. She is on all of the um, streaming platforms as well as YouTube. Is it Dirty YouTube. Bag Podcast under YouTube too? Yes. Get please subscribe. The YouTube is going up. Okay. I like it. I'm liking the growth. Go to my YouTube, y'all. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. You already heard it here, y'all. She is an award winner for Best Podcast in Dallas <laughs> 2023. So she is definitely doing a lot of great, amazing things um, on her podcast. So definitely go subscribe, like, follow, comment, reshare her posts, all that great stuff on her podcast. Again, Cookie, I just want to say that this has been amazing. I am so excited um, and I'm just happy to know you. I love just seeing all of your posts, your consistency. You have a vision and I am just excited to be here with you and support you through it, girl. And so beautiful people, I hope that you have gleaned a lot from this. I know that I definitely did. And so just continue to follow and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye, beautiful. Bye. Hey, beautiful. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to follow the show so you can stay connected with a community of women who can relate to what you're experiencing. 
And do me a favor. Take a screenshot that you were listening to the show and tag me on Instagram at life underscore after underscore infidelity underscore. I love to connect with you, hear your story of infidelity, and show you some love over there. Until next time, I'm your host, Brianna Latrice, reminding you that whether you choose to leave or stay after infidelity, both decisions will be hard, and I'm here to help you navigate your heart. See you next time, beautiful. Beautiful.